Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Wiggins, America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins, America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Gosh, the government is the worst at doing everything. Welcome to the second hour of Wiggins America. This is Ryan Wiggins. It's not just the... We we usually stop at government. We just say, oh, government's so bad at everything. And then we talk about how bad they are. Do you know why they're so bad at everything, though? It's psychology. It's human nature. It's not just the government sucks. It's that when we set up a government that has no competition with anything else, of course the people who work for it are going to suck because I would do the same thing. You would do the same thing. You might be doing the same thing. You might be a government employee listening to this, acknowledging and hopefully even laughing a little bit that I'm right. When you have no accountability to anything, you can just do whatever you want. That's why everybody jokes about the DMV. Nobody can do anything to compete with the DMV. Any private industry throughout has made it better. But I digress. And I, you know, I use the DMV as an example of not just terrible government run anything, but you can apply it to anything. <clears throat> apply it to the post office. The post office only runs as efficiently as its competition does. Otherwise, you wouldn't use it. If there were no FedEx, no whoever else, the U.S. Post Office would be absolutely terrible. Now, they're a little bit different because they are semi-privatized, but that's the only reason that thing is even decent. <laughs> Anything else, I, I mean, consider how much, go all the way back even, just just 
to not to get it out of today. Go all the way back to the stimulus package that Barack Obama passed. I think it was something like seven hundred to eight hundred billion dollars. Right as the big recession of two thousand eight was starting, he said these are shovel ready jobs. Is going to pump money back in the economy. You know where seven hundred billion dollars went? It went into about sixty jobs. That's a nonpartisan review of that stimulus package. We all got little checks out of it, and my, all this money that was supposed to be back in the economy, it just was inflation. So thanks, thanks for adding to inflation while we were struggling already. Uh, thanks for pumping tons of money into us, uh, into the economy for a couple of years while you shut everything down so that we could deal with the ramifications of it for years, and we still are. We haven't even gotten to the bottom of that. Why am I telling this story? Well... Because it's personal to me. You see, last May, a dear friend of mine named Mike, been friends with Mike for years, Mike was moving to Japan. Only for a few years, but he's going to be there for, I don't know, probably between three and five years. So he thought, I don't need to keep all my stuff here. Even though I'm coming back, I'm going to get rid of a lot of my big stuff. I'll probably keep my house, rent it out for a little while. But uh, in the meantime... I'm going to sell my cars and all that stuff because I can't take it for four or five years. So at that time, if you recall, May of last year, man, the used car market was hot. It's still inflated, but it's coming back down to, to ground now. It was insane at that time. I had an 06 Sienna that I sold. It had 140,000 miles on it. I sold it for $6,000 for perspective. I had bought it 10 years earlier for about 9000 I mean, the prices were absolutely crazy. So when he said he was selling his little van, it was a Mazda 5, I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll just buy that from you because I know you've taken care of it. I want you to get top dollar, which hopefully we did. Um, give him top dollar for that. I didn't want him to give me a bargain, but I knew he had taken very good care of the car and I knew him, so I knew it, it, there wasn't any fishy business going on. So he said, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, he even cut me a little bit of a deal, and I said, please don't do that much. This was, we, we love you. So that was May of last year, May of 2022. So I called the license bureau of my state because I said, oh, it's, it's time for me to transfer titles. I sold my car. I'm buying a new car. I got to transfer titles. This shouldn't be that hard, right? This is something, basic transactions that happen all the time. This is what I got. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you shortly. Yeah, okay, I gotta hold for a couple minutes. No big deal. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you shortly. And it went on and on and on, and nobody ever picked up. So, you know what I did? After I made that call, I thought, wow, I, I can't hold on forever. I can't spend my entire day on hold. So I'm actually going to go to one of those licensed companies. Like I said, these are businesses that are adjacent to the government monopoly. I'm going to go to one of these licensed businesses and uh, see if they can transfer my title for me. So I sit down in the in the lobby and I wait my turn and there weren't a whole lot of people in there. You got to pay extra for this, of course, but to me, my time was worth it enough that I was going to do that. So I sit down and, and I say, okay, I'm ready to transfer my old title and, and, and get my new one all done. I, I'd like to pay you to do this, sir. He says, okay, great. Uh, so let me just call the state. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you shortly. 
Oh, okay. You, so you're just calling the same number as I was. That is what you're doing. I, I didn't know that was the process. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you shortly. So I just sit there and wait and wait. And they do lots of other things. So I just waited and waited and waited. And uh, nothing happened. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to waste your time. I said, thank you. That's actually why I'm here. To avoid bureaucracy, to avoid them wasting my time for something I don't even really want to be doing anyway, but I have to do. So he said, here's what I'm going to do. Since it's taken a long time, I'm going to go ahead and just say, you go ahead, write me the check. I'll do this when I'm a little bit less busy to make sure that it gets done. And you'll get the title in the mail. I said, that'd be great. That'd be great. Thank you for uh, providing this service for me. Even though I could do it myself, the government sucks so badly but they're ma- that they're making me pay extra to just not deal with them. But it was worth it. So that was, that was probably late May, early June that he told me that. So I thought, yeah, it's being taken care of. You're kind of out of sight, out of mind, right? A couple months go by. I realized somewhere around July, August, man, you know what? I paid for that to happen. I never even got my title back. So I call up the license service and I say, hey, um, you know what? They, you told me you were going to have this sent to me um, and the, I never got it. And he says, oh, okay, well, let me, let me check with them real quick. Let me see what's going on. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you shortly. Oh, you mean I, I'm just doing this again? I thought you dealt this already. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you shortly. Okay, so uh, we're just dealing with the same thing again. He says, yeah, you know what? I, d- I did do that already, but I'm just calling to see where it's at because you're right. I never got any response. Once I took care of it, I never got any response. So where does this whole thing end? And does it matter that it's a blue state that we're talking about? I'm not even going to take this opportunity to rag on blue state government because it's just government. It doesn't matter whether it's a blue state or red state. It matters that government is bloated and stupid and doesn't do things well ever. It's just that in the red states, they seem to understand that better. And so they limit government as much as they can or as much as they're willing to do. In blue states, they don't care. They want to make government as big as possible because government is the solution to every problem. But when you actually get down into solving those problems, you get this kind of BS. So where does that leave my story? I'm sure that's what you want to know, right? How does my story end? Well, after several rounds of this, and I would always let it go and say, I'm sure he's dealing. I paid him to deal with it. He's just dealing with the same thing I was. I finally got fed up at about January of this year. And I called him myself. And are you curious as to what that sounded like? Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you shortly. This time I was determined, though. I was going to stick it out. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you shortly. So I just kept listening to it over and over and over. I was, I was honestly planning on doing hours of this if necessary because I wanted to get it done. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance purposes. So that hit, and I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to record the call. I'm actually going to talk to somebody. Click. The minute somebody picked up, the call ended. Hours wasted. So the moral of the story is, the government sucks. The government sucks. They're terrible at doing things. Next time anybody 
wants to tell you that they're the solution to whatever problem. I mean, anything. You name it. Stuff that the Democrats have floated that have since walked back from because nobody seemed to care. Universal pre-K, for instance. How about government-run schools in general? You think those are going well? The moral is they screw everything up because they have no competition. Government-run health care, anything that the government takes over becomes exponentially more expensive. It's the whole reason the public university system still exists and why there's so much money in them is because governments just keep pumping money in and they forgive your debt. I mean, everything possible is set up to make these things as expensive as possible, which is socialism ultimately. But my story ended this week amazingly i opened my mailbox on monday my title was there almost april it's remember this thing started in may just getting a car title transferred in may of 2022 the very end of march of this year almost april i got that but let's have the government do more, right? Let's pass it off to them. Everything government controls, it'll be better. Right, we'll be right back. With more wins. to the pristine peaks of southern Florida, this is Wiggins America. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. in my pocket. I am that glad to see you. Wiggins, America.
in light of Prop M, which is on the ballot in St. Louis County this coming Tuesday for your local elections. You better vote, by the way. And let me go ahead and plug that I don't live in Missouri. I live in Illinois. So if you're in the Metro East and you're wondering about some of the local candidates, especially specific to Collinsville, which is where I live, uh, if you would like to know more about those local candidates, I have a little bit of a voter guide I've put together that might help you if you live in Madison County at large, but especially in Collinsville. You can contact me um, through Facebook. is probably the easiest way. Just find me, Ryan Wiggins. I'm on there. Or Twitter, at Radio Wiggins. Either way. Uh, you can email me, ryan.wiggins at odyssey.com. Uh, I'll let you know what I've got, and you can decide for yourself. But I know it's hard to find a lot of this local stuff, so that's why I did that. Anyway, Prop M is for you if you live in St. Louis County, Missouri, which I do not. Um, but I talked about this with Mark Cox uh, on Friday. We got a little bit of different opinions on this. But here's what it says. Prop M states, shall St. Louis County impose an additional sales tax of 3% on all tangible property retail sales of adult-use marijuana sold in St. Louis County, Missouri. Now, the argument is that those funds can be used for all kinds of things, funding the police, whatever, you know, all kinds of good stuff, assuming that it is going to be used for good. <laughs> it is government, let's keep in mind. We're giving more money to government here, uh, and that's the argument against it. But my argument is that anything to discourage the additional industry of marijuana in Missouri or Illinois for that matter is a good thing. So why do I believe that? Well, I pulled up an interview that I did with Will Jones from smart, uh, S a M smart applications of marijuana. And I thought it was just a really practical conversation for anybody. And I start with this question. If you were to speak to someone, whether you're speaking at an event or approach somebody random, you have no idea what their politics are. What do you say to convince them of your opinion being the right one <clears throat> on marijuana? Yeah, I um, get this all the time. And um, you're right. Uh, a lot of even the polling um, and, you know, when we look at what's happened um, you know, in various states, it does seem like there's a large amount of support for legalization uh, independent of, you know, necessarily a political party. But really those polls are, are somewhat misleading because what most people want, and this is where we make a distinction as our organization, what most people want is they don't want people getting arrested or going to jail for marijuana use. And that's actually better achieved through decriminalization, which is what we advocate for as an organization, uh, that you know, using that marijuana as a substance, it shouldn't be a criminal a law enforcement thing um, if you're using what legalization, though, is, and that's different, and that's what we've pushed back against, legalization allows for commercialization. So that allows for the stores, that allows for the marketing, the social media ads and things like that. And so the big difference of that is, you know, we look in places like Colorado, there's more pot shops in Starbucks than McDonald's combined wow. in Colorado. So you drive down the street, right, or you're walking down the street, you see a McDonald's or a Starbucks, replace that with a pot shop and add some more. And that's the level of saturation we're talking about. So just to get that, you know, that image in people's mind, and this is what I tell them, yes, we should all be on the same page about removing criminal penalties for, uh, you know, for personal possession or you know, if you have a joint, right, big deal. But that's a lot 
different than allowing an industry, a multi-billion dollar industry to become embedded in a state or in the country that is literally going to profit off of addiction. Um, and so that's what we are pushing back against in the message that, you know, that we're carrying out. So, Will, I'm sure when you talk to people, and I'm for, for clarity's sake here, I have absolutely no position on this. It's actually an issue that I don't talk about a whole lot simply because I don't really have an opinion. But I, that's why I like talking to people like you who are advocates for one way or another. But when <clears throat> you make the argument that says, um, you know, we're for decriminalization, but we're not for legalization, I'm sure somebody's going to come to you and say, well, yeah, but <clears throat> when you legalize it, you actually are getting tax money off of that that you wouldn't otherwise, and you have some sort of control over it that when it's just a street drug, you don't. What do you say to that? Yeah, so tax is a big talking point you know, in, in, um, in campaigns for legalization. But when we look at what's actually brought into states, there's not a state that's legalized. Like Colorado, Washington State, um, you know, Oregon, California, you, know, you pick the state. They haven't even brought in 1% of their state budget from legalization. It's more like 0.5% or something along those lines. So we're talking about something that from a state budget perspective is a tiny, tiny fraction of, you know, what, of what's going into the state budget. Um, and then you have to balance that against the negative costs associated with that, like increased fatalities from driving under the influence, which, I mean, AAA came out in Washington State against uh, legalization because they saw like a doubling in fatalities from people driving under the influence. Um, same thing in Colorado and other places. Plus, you have increased things, uh, increased uh, rates of use by youth. We have um, increase, you know, emergency room calls, poison control center calls, and the like. And so there is also a cost. It's not just free money. Um, and just like with other drugs that are even legal, right, alcohol is legal, but there's still negative public health impacts from that. Um, same thing with cigarettes. And so when you legalize, yes, you may say, well, you know, it, it's, it's regulated, but that doesn't, mit- that doesn't mean there are no public health costs associated with it. But what it does mean is there's going to be a lot more ads, commercialization, TV ads, radio, you know, online, you name it, billboards. And that's going to create a lot more people using. And with a lot more people using, you've got a lot more public health, negative public health consequences. Man, I'll tell you what, when I ask a question, I love talking to experts like yourself because you got the answers. <laughs> uh, that's, that, that is something that I've thought about quite a bit, too. I mean, you mentioned that, that, that when you legalize something, regardless of really what it is, you're sort of opening your arms to it as a society and saying, now you can do this, which whatever it is, then becomes more pervasive. So in this case, drug usage would actually go up. Am I wrong? Correct. And, and it's not even just saying you can do this. It, it means we're saying we want you to do this and we're going to blast a billboard like on every, you know, at every intersection, like in Colorado, like I said, there's more stores than Starbucks and McDonald's combined. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not just saying, you know, you have the freedom to you know grow a plant in your backyard and smoke a joint. Nobody should have a problem with that. We as an organization don't have a problem with that. Uh, but we do commercialization, legalization means there's going to be industries, companies, and we're talking about big tobacco companies like Altria, the parent company of Philip Morris, invested billions of dollars into the cannabis industry and legalization. Top alcohol companies, too. These are addiction for profit companies. They do their job very well. We just look at, you know, we can look at alcohol or cigarettes and we know they're very effective at their advertising and at kind of getting people to overuse their products. And so the, the question that we pose to people and what we push back against is, you know, these companies shouldn't be selling marijuana as well. They're, they're already doing enough, you know, pub, negative public health 
uh, consequences as it is without adding another uh, you know, substance for them to sell. We're talking with Will Jones this weekend. He is the Director of Community Engagement and Outreach at Smart Approaches to Marijuana in Washington, D.C. So looking across the country, of course, we've talked about Missouri, and now it's going to be legal in Missouri. Uh, whether or not it should have been a constitutional amendment was a subject of a big debate. But looking across the rest of the country, several states had this on the ballot, and it was kind of a mixed bag across the board. Do you want to speak to you know which states passed it, which states denied it? So uh, Maryland was the only other state that had it on the ballot that uh, that passed it. Um, and, um, you know, there is and, and that just goes to show a lot of people say legalization is a foregone conclusion. So out of the five states that were voting on it two passed, so Missouri and Maryland. Uh, so it's not like a guaranteed uh, thing or a foregone conclusion. And I think what we're seeing is. Um, as kind of as time goes on, I think more of the truth of what happens when you commercialize this is going to come out. And again, we're, no one is advocating, you know, at our organization, we're not advocating against, um, you know, saying people should get arrested or go to jail for using, you know, for smoking a joint, right? That's not what this is about. This is, should we allow big tobacco companies, alcohol companies and the like to market uh, marijuana? Um, and, you know, our slogan as an organization is preventing another big tobacco. And so kind of what we saw with the tobacco industry is we don't see the immediate negative health consequences, you know, from smoking a cigarette, right? It's going to be 20 years down the road where you see, oh, you know, this person has developed, you know, lung cancer or different things like the like. And it's the same thing with marijuana. No one's saying the sky is going to fall in Missouri tomorrow because legalization passed, right? But you've got to ask the question, what is the long-term consequences of an industry that profits off of addiction and off of people using as much as possible? And that comes out kind of down the road. And so as time passes, though, we're able to pull more data from places like Colorado, um, you know, Oregon and other places, we are able to see more of a connection to the negative public health costs. And I think that's why we saw um, just two out of the five states that had it on the ballot this year, uh, two out of five passed. And so our hope as an organization is to continue to, you know, amplify the uh, negative uh, aspects of commercialization Uh, such that we don't repeat what's happened with tobacco, such that we don't repeat kind of the predatory nature of the alcohol industry and commercialization that we have uh, today in in many respects. Will, those who have listened to us talking and are interested in this, not necessarily from a personal standpoint, but more from a public policy, and they want to be able to answer or, or at least have the knowledge that you have, where do they go to find this to maybe read more about it and what you have? Yeah, www.learnaboutsam.org. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of information there. Um, you know, again, some of the data uh, from what's happened in states that have legalized trends to look out about. Um, we have annual reports, you know, pulling the data from these states that have gone down the road of commercialization. And it's really helpful. All that they're available on the website. Again, that's www.learnaboutsam.org um, and we encourage people to check that out and just you know be informed on what's happening in places that have gone down this route. Learnaboutsam.org. SAM stands for Smart Approaches to Marijuana. That's the organization that you're a part of. Will, thank you for your time this weekend. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll be right back with more Weekends America.
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Thank you so much for making time for Wiggins America this week. Ryan Wiggins, thank you so much for having me. Had a lot of great comments about your contributions to the show recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can't tell you any of them in specific. In, but, in specific? But just in general, okay. people have been very positive about you. Wow, that's mm-hmm. really great. Yeah, I met somebody this weekend who knew you mm-hmm. and uh, was was just glowing about how great of a person you were. That's awesome. Yeah. Had Not at all familiar show. with my work, I'm sure. Yeah, they really yeah. It had nothing to do with the no. show, which is why I didn't want to be specific about it, because I wanted to promote us, not just you. Um, but in doing so, I haven't played this for a long time, so I figured it was probably time to play your intro again. So there you go. Classic. Classic. Haven't done it in a while. Uh, here's what I've got for you this week. Okay. Because we talked about the eight people or five people you'd put on a spaceship last week or the week before, fun mental argument um, we had. I think actually less of an argument because we more, more or less agreed. But it was one of those DEI presentations. If you missed it, you can go back and get it. Where, where can you get it? Uh, on the Odyssey app. Where or else? you can get the podcast. Where? I think you type in Wiggins America. doodle doo doodle doo doo and it'll come up. Anywhere you get your podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly that's what I was going to say. And you can listen to that segment in which Trish and I mostly agreed who we would take on the spaceship and who we would kill. It was fun by default. We yeah. wouldn't kill them, but you know, if the Earth was maybe blowing kill up, them a little bit. Uh, we would let them. No, die. we would not kill them. Um, he, so, in light of that, what I've got here are more mental challenges, moral quandaries, things like that. And why don't you I'm just stop to... at what I've got here is more mental challenges? <laughs> <laughs> okay, just and another day. Yep, it's just another show. All right, just what do you got? Segment. Sorry. Here you go. You use a teleporter to get to Mars. And this device maps every particle that is you, creating the exact replica at the destination and at the same time, destroying the original. This is the plot of a lot of sci-fi shows and movies. The replica has complete memories of being you and other people. And there's no doubt that it's you. There's no, nobody would question anything. But from a first-person perspective, having used the teleporter, do you continue to exist or are you dead? The you that did not teleport, the pre-teleport you, is gone. Is gone. But everything about you, all your memories, every single thing about you is now recreated on Mars Mm -hmm. or wherever. So does that mean that you don't exist anymore? Or is that just a copy of you? The original you doesn't exist anymore. But it has all your memories. Yeah. So this is still everything that makes you you. amazing clone. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I I can't get past the idea that what you're accounting for is not a soul, which is hard to define. It is. But you're, you're just recreating particles. You're not recreating that... <clears throat> spiritual part the of essence you. of the of the person yeah which i don't know if we ever got that technology what does that mean i mean i don't know maybe it would we be never interesting will. to study wouldn't it mm-hmm. like there would have to be some sort of loss between the two i and it makes great plot ideas for that that recreation having like no empathy or something you mm-hmm. know like it, yes it's exactly you but it's missing something yeah. I would think. It would be missing that energy that is you, the, the soul. The spirit, the yeah. soul. I, that's, that's what I can't get past either. But I would love to see that, you know, if that technology ever existed, doing an experiment, maybe not with a person, but I might even know how you would determine if it wasn't a person, though. Yeah, it would have to have be a to person. You have to have a volunteer. Yeah, I'm interested in that experiment. Okay, so we agree on that one. Yep. All right, number two, and I've only got three of these. Um. There's a background to this one. It's William Molneux, an Irish scientist, asked this question apparently as far back as 1688. Now think about this. If a man who is born blind learns to distinguish between a sphere, a ball, and a cube by just touching it, and then one day regains his sight, modern miracle, they do surgery, he gets sight. Would he be able to tell which of the objects placed in front of him is a sphere and a cube only by looking at them? You're overthinking this like I am. Probably. There's so, then you and I are missing something because why is this a tough question? I don't know. Is it a tough question? I would assume that yes, because you put together a mental picture 
and the brain's a fascinating thing. Yeah. But you put together a mental picture by feel. Yes. And then when you see it, even if it's not exactly what you thought it was going to look like, you know if there's a pointy edge or That's not. the same thing I thought. You're going to be able to feel a ball and feel there's no edges to it. Right. Feel a cube, feel there are edges to it. You look at those objects, you're going to be able to know that one of them has edges and the mm-hmm. other one does not, right? Yes. I don't understand why this is one of those questions. It seems so obvious that I thought maybe I'll ask you nope. and see if I'm missing anything. No, nope, I'm with you. Okay, good. I think the answer is yes. He, this person would know how, would, would be able to distinguish. Maybe they, they held on to William Molnew's uh, questions because they were so dumb. <laughs> Like, listen to what they were great doing radio. in 1688. <laughs> they were so stupid, they didn't even know what a cube was. It's a different kind of mental challenge than I thought you were going to put me through. Right? <laughs> well, here's the last one. Now, this is the one that I said, Trisha, we're going to talk about these at some point. Well, now here we are. This is the one I teased with that you've already talked through a little bit. But I can't, I keep going in circles on it, and you seem to have figured it out. So I'm going to ask you again. Okay. Explain this to me so that I can understand it. All right. This was really hard for radio because it's like you've got to almost picture it. Yes. But I'm going to try. Let's do it anyway. All right. This was a uh, a, a, a teacher's proposal. It was like an extra credit question that he put on the board. And it's just written on the, which is a picture of that question on the board. It says, if you choose an answer to this question at random, what is the chance you will be correct? It's a multiple choice question. Mm-hmm. How many choices? Four, A, B, C, D. Okay. A is 25%, B is 50%, C is 60%, Mm -hmm. and D is again 25%. So there are two answers that are the same. Yep. One that says 50% and the other says 60. But again, the question is, if you choose an answer to this question at random, what is the chance that you will be correct? It is a 25% chance. Because but, the answers do not matter. A, B, C, D, 25, 25, 50, 90, whatever it was, those are irrelevant. But you have to pick one of but them. But that's not the question. The question doesn't say pick one of these. The question said, what are the chances that you're correct with the one you pick? I think I see what you're saying now. The, it is simply asking the percentage of... So it's like, if you're, you're guessing, you've got a one in four shot. So you're saying don't even dive into the question as the, if you were. All you know is that there are four choices. You're, you're saying the answer to the question is to not pick one. Correct. It's to write the answer. Yes. You, 25% is that you don't have to pick one of those. Those four answers, there could be five of them and then it would be 20%. Yes. Chance. And those answers could be. Red, blue, green, and yellow, and it's still 25%. You still have to write the answer because... And the answer would still be 25%. So the trick... Oh, I get it now. And it took like... It's not asking you about... 15 minutes of going back and forth, Uh and I didn't, but now I do. So the the trick of the question is making you think you have to pick one of those. Yeah, you don't. And you don't. No. Because it doesn't say in the question, choose one of these answers. Mm -mm. It's, It's setting up a question... That's a- oh yeah, they fooled you. You did very well on that. Thank though. you very much. You saw through because I kept going in circles. Because uh-huh. if you pick one of these, it immediately changes the outcome. Because mm-hmm. if you pick one, you go, oh wait, then I, I never picked- ask you, you know- to pick. <laughs> I never ask you to choose. Oh, I love it. 
All right, let's keep doing these. Okay, let's these are do super it. Fun. I've got a. a I whole... feel really smart. You should. Great. You totally Thanks. just busted that one open, and I don't know that I ever would have. I would just thought, oh, it's just a circle. You just keep going in a circle. No, you don't have to. You got to jump out of the matrix. <laughs> let's keep doing. I love these things. Me let's too. do them every week. Sounds good. Okay, we'll be right back. With more Wicked Spirit. Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. on Twitter at Radio Wiggins. It is what everybody in the world's talking about. President Trump has been indicted by the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. What does that mean? Well, in facts, beyond the political nature of it, which is impossible to divorce, by the way, here's what's going to happen. The grand jury has decided that there is probable cause, and so President Trump has been indicted. The indictment has happened. So the suspect is formally charged with a crime. That's where we're at. Next, what will happen is 
the arrest. The judge issues a warrant and the suspect is taken into custody where typically a mugshot and fingerprints are taken. That could happen as early as this week, but we don't know exactly when that'll happen because it's not just a normal case. Surprise, surprise. And this is really the only reason they're doing it. They want to get a mugshot and they want to get a perp walk. That's the reason. They don't care. They just want to control the narrative and get that stuff so they can always show it. Then there is the arraignment, which is the defendant appears in court to hear charges and enter a plea. Then there's the pretrial hearings. Then there either is going to be a trial or the case is dismissed. After the trial, he's either guilty or not guilty, and there's a sentencing. That is the way these things are going to play out. It is not going to be quick. It's going to be a process. So this is going to be an ongoing story, the political persecution of a former president. This is the weakest case they could have brought to him. Uh, It is stupid politically to do this, but they're doing it anyway for either one of two reasons. And I don't know that it can be both. I think it has to be one or the other. Either they're so afraid of him that they're trying to destroy him and take him down because they can't stand the thought of him becoming president again, or they actually think he's the weakest candidate that they could beat and they're trying to prop him up because they think not people like John Shimkus have said this. They think that he is the weakest candidate. So they're propping him up. Uh, ahead of the 2024 primary season because they want to run against him. I don't think it could be both of those things, and I really would lean toward the first, that they're trying to destroy him. They, they, they're they froth at the mouth. They don't think these things through because this isn't even very politically expedient. So that in mind, here's something that is not making the news as much, at least the mainstream news, but it's being talked about a lot. China and Brazil have struck a deal to start trading in yuan and rials, not U.S. dollars. So this is a goal of China to make the U.S. dollar no longer the reserve currency of the world so that people aren't using the U.S. dollar to trade anymore. This is both simultaneously a big deal and not as big a deal as some are making it. It is a huge deal in that having the world's reserve currency makes you very, very strong and powerful. And economically, really, that's all that matters Uh, anymore, especially. The size of your military is important, but it's not as important as how many dollars you got to spend. And I say dollars, meaning really just money. If you are the world's reserve currency, that gives you power. China is trying to undermine that power. Durr. So this is what they're doing. They're uh, coming up with these deals with individual nations who want to trade with China. Do you think we would have seen this under Donald Trump? Possibly. But Trump would have used every means possible, all the leverage given to him, afforded to him by being the world's superpower, to keep this from happening. Among other things, like war, for instance. You think that war in Ukraine would have broken out under Donald Trump? think we got four years of proof that it didn't it's not as if putin's mind was changed (laughs) he wanted this the whole time he didn't just suddenly realize he wanted ukraine he just saw that we had a weak president so he went after it let me also back off a little bit of the doomsday predictions though this is a big picture move a chess move this doesn't mean that it's game over it means that it's a big big move China just moved their queen into a position that everybody can see it now and can attack it. You know what I mean? If we're playing chess, they just made a huge move, but the game's not over. So I hear some people on the right, especially like Glenn Beck, for instance, saying that this is now we're going to turn into Argentina. He didn't put a timeline on that, 
but that we are now sliding down and we're done. That's also not true. We're not done yet. Look at Europe. Europe has, you know, the pound. They're not the world's reserve currency, but the pound is still strong. So we can come back from this. It's just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, especially under bad leadership and bad fiscal policy. It will eventually kill us, but it hasn't killed us yet. These are big moves. Thanks for listening to Wiggins America. Get my voter's guide if you want. Email me or find me on Facebook if you live in Collinsville especially, and we'll see you next week. talk.com Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.